Hello everyone and welcome to the show. You're listening to Football Drama. Okay, so hello again. My name is Shadana and you're listening to Football Drama. Very long time no see. I hope y'all are doing well and have been well um, since the last time I recorded. I know it's been very long, almost like a month since I last recorded. I was really missing it, not even gonna lie. Um, especially whenever like big things happen in the world of footy. So yeah, that was tough, but you know, my education comes first. And then after the semester, I ended up doing some traveling, not like internationally or anything, but I visited family and um, that was, that was I, you know um it's it was i that's what i'm gonna say um i'm fully vaccinated i got my first dose a couple days after the semester ended so like late april and then before this i mean boop i'm gonna get my second dose um a couple days ago so i'm very excited you know fully vaccinated or whatever i will still be wearing my mask though i do not care what the cdc says i do not trust any of these folks out here in this country so enough about me though this will be a catch-up episode i'm just going to talk about like a bunch of random things that popped up in my head like literally i have a google docs form in front of me with a bunch of like topics that just i thought about throughout the time that i've been out so this will probably be long and all over the place forgive me for that but it's been like almost a month so you know we're gonna let it slide okay okay um first things first i want to get this out the way so i don't remember when this album dropped you know i think it was maybe last month in april but the super league dropped and caused absolute mayhem across the world um basically all the owners from a lot of these big clubs just decided to you know come together and ruin the sport of football so the european super league consisted of ac milan arsenal Atletico Madrid, FC Barcelona, Chelsea FC, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool FC, Manchester City, Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham FC. So all of these teams were just going to break away from their respective leagues and form a cult. And it was just like, I I couldn't believe it was happening. And it really made me scared. Like on one hand, I was like, this isn't going to happen. You know, something like maybe the fans are going to like, um, protests which a lot of fans of these clubs did or i was just like something is gonna happen to where this doesn't work out but then again with the way things are nowadays especially with money you know controlling the entire world and money being such a big big factor in football nowadays i was like this might actually happen but it was just like these teams really i I can't really say the teams it's the owners of the teams the owners of the clubs really just wanted to ruin everything um, out of all of this, though, the Bundesliga teams could not join because of some system or method that they have going. I don't remember what it's called, but basically the way things are over there, there was no way that they were going to be a part of it. And I'm surprised that PSG weren't called into this. Um, they either denied it or they have some weird system. Not weird, but they have some system going on over there. But I was very, very surprised not to see PSG um, join this thing. But there were just so, so many things wrong with this. I think my main things that really um, got me were the fact that the players that um, were in the teams that joined the Super League, they would not have been able to compete in the World Cup. And the teams would have been kicked out of the UCL. And it was just like, why would you want to watch 
Champions League matches every single weekend for the rest of your life. Why would you want that? They all, they're only fun on certain days. They're only fun at a certain period of time. Like, literally, the Champions League is definitely something that's, like, mm, special is kind of, like, an obvious word. But there's another word. I can't think of it right now. But just, like, the Champions League is just not something that should be a consistent every weekend, week out. No, like, no. Those are a special occasion type things. You know what I'm saying? So I just really didn't understand why these clubs did this. Well, money is the reason why, but it was just just so frustrating. It felt like the owners didn't even think or care about their the players or the fans or anything, how this would affect them. And it was just so frustrating to see. And out of all of this, I just knew the U.S. men's national team fans would not have let this gone through. If anyone were to stop this thing, it would have been um, the U.S. men's national team fans or K-pop fans because K-pop fans can literally end anything. But um, the fact that, like, let's say, you know, the U.S. qualifies for the 2022 World Cup, which they will, you know, knock on wood, I speak into existence. Imagine not being able to see Pulisic, Dest, McKinney, like, Imagine not being able to see those kids play. Well, I call them kids. Imagine not being able to see them play. Are you serious? No. No. The U.S. men's national team fans would literally set the entirety of Europe on fire. So I'm really glad that this didn't happen. Out of all of the teams, though, I don't know why Tottenham were a part of this. Like, I'm not even trying to be rude, but like they literally don't win. It. Whatever. We're not going to come for them because later on, I'm going to have to applaud them. But... Overall, this was absolutely awful, and I'm really glad that it didn't go through because this really would have changed everything. And, like, in this big year, the big age of 2021 that this earth is, these fools were really going to try to ruin everything just for some money. And, like, even if the majority of the teams backed out of it, it still hurt to see that these owners were willing to ruin this sport just for money. Like, I don't forgive any of these um, owners for doing this. I'm pretty sure, like, a handful of them have stepped down. Um, I think, what was it, AC Milan's or something? I don't remember, but some, um, owners have stepped down and, you know, as they should, as they should. So yeah, Florentino, Fiorentina Perez, whatever your name is, you are a stupid, greedy, veggie tails looking goblin. And I hope you count your days and enjoy what life is going to be like in hell. So that's enough with that. Just wanted to get that out of the way, um, because that was just absolute, just, course okay next thing i have on this list is Schalke being relegated i honestly didn't care until i watched the game um i don't remember who they're playing against was it cone they were playing against someone or some team and one of the Schalke players was crying at the end i felt a little bad um i think this was like their first time in like 33 years being relegated and they left on their worst campaign in Bundesliga history out of all the players, though, and just the team overall, I I genuinely only feel bad for Matthew Hoppy. I hope he continues to do well for the team, though. I don't think he's leaving, nor do I think he should leave. I think he should continue to grow with the club and, like, get his value up because he's been doing amazing for the team, you know, despite them being garbage. Um, he's their top goal scorer with, like, six goals, and I just, I just hope he continues to be a goal machine for them, and I wish him all the best. Schalke, on the other hand... Just treat my boy right because I I can't defend y'all for what y'all did this season. I will say though, their fans are a bit um como se dice off. They attacked the players 
and like threw eggs at them or something when they got back um into the city after that game and like I promise y'all it's never that serious like yes I know it hurts a lot to see your team get relegated but like throwing eggs at them and attacking them is just it's just not the move and it's not going to get them back into the Bundesliga like they're going to have to work hard to get back up there and their number one support is going to have to come from you guys the fans so just be behind your team you know show them that you got their back and support your team until they get back into the Bundesliga and where they need to be easy I mean it's easier said than done but like man you can't be throwing eggs at your at your the players on your team you know like I just whatever um I have heard like stuff about the Schalke fans not like too much um but I did remember I was watching a interview Weston McKinney did and like he was talking about how he played some game with a friend and he chose like the the yellow um the yellow game piece and then people were in his dms like oh you're a traitor or something or like mentioning Dortmund and I was like y'all y'all it's never that serious please but anyways um good luck to them you know maybe I'll watch some games here and there for Matthew but I'm not really worried about Schalke um moving on though speaking of yellow let's talk about Dortmund this team has put me through a lot since I last recorded they secured their UCL spots after giving much pain and much stress the weeks prior to it I'll talk about the standings and stuff a bit later, but I was really scared, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie. I was worried that I was gonna have to watch them play in the Europa League, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to downplay it, but, like, it's just not for me, and it's not for them either. So they secured their spot after their 3-1 win against Mines. That bumped them up to third place. That spot was secured, and then a little bit before that, they won the DFB Pokal. Um, This match was against RB Leipzig, and they defeated them 4-1. Goals were scored by Sancho in the 5th minute, Holland in the 28th minute, Sancho again right before halftime, and then Holland again in the 87th minute. So our star boys stole the show as they should. And then for Leipzig, Danny almost scored in the 71st minute because Dortmund does not know how to keep a clean sheet to save their lives. Now, regardless of that though, I was really proud of them. Like they truly deserve this. And more importantly, the fans we deserved it because this team has truly put us through too much this season. And it was just so nice to see them, you know, all happy and cutesy and just being legends. And my favorite part with the celebrations, I think my favorite um, my favorite thing was they were playing Someone Like You in the locker room. Like, Gio Reyna had posted a video on his story. I don't know why this song was hitting so hard for Marco Royce, but he was singing this song so hard. Like, who hurt his feelings? This song should not have been hitting for, like, this song shouldn't even have been played in the first place. Y'all just won a final. Why are y'all in your feelings? It was just so funny to see, like, this team. I can't with this team. And then um, Zagadu and Sancho, when they were, like, trying to speak to each other through alcohol bottles, that gave me a good laugh as well. And it was just so, it's just so nice to see your team, like, win something and just see all their happiness and just all of that good stuff because if it was the other way around I I wouldn't have got any of that you know what I'm saying also um Gio and Jude there's this picture that's not my favorite picture of them so far um I'll have to post this on the Instagram post because they look so gone in this picture I don't know I think it was Jude that posted this on his story probably they looked so gone like obviously they had a little drinky drink they had something to drink you know because Europe is different um with their like alcohol age over there and Gio just looks like he's in a different place 
he just looks like he's about to fall asleep it's so funny so cute i love my sons and i wish them all the best in the future like really seeing the youth this season has really made me so happy um and like so hopeful for the future like seeing um jude and geo renia which i i don't know if they're gonna sign him um i've seen a lot more of him towards the end of the season which i wish we got to see him a little bit more throughout the season um but we got to see him play a bit more towards the end i think he might be going back to real madrid he was here from loan or he was here on loan from there so i don't know i'd really like to see him stay because i think he works well with the team and he also um he's also made some friends you know he's besties with um the youngins who else is a youngin Makoko, who's injured hopefully next season he'll be back and fit who else i'd love to see zagadu again don't know what injury is you know holding him by his throat but he needs to be let go from that and i'm most likely missing other young players that we have because we have so many but it's just really nice to see them win and um to see the future of dortmund is in good good hands so ending off with something sad lucas Piszczek is officially retired question mark because i think i heard somewhere that he was going to go back to poland maybe to like his boyhood club but i don't really remember either way we are very sad in this house um he spent 11 years at the club and that's just you don't see that anymore you don't find that anymore in the sport so he's truly a bgb legend and um it was just it didn't hit me until the last game that was like oh he's really leaving because i think like towards the beginning of the season um we, the news broke out that he wouldn't be playing anymore like this would be his last season at Dortmund. i was like oh okay you know we're sad but it didn't hit until that final game like i cried at most like maybe three or four times um during this farewell game like i cried during um before the game started and then during the little um guard of honor that they did during the game like i cannot believe these fools 70th something minute he got subbed off which i don't think he should have got subbed off i think turgic should just let him play his entire time but he got subbed off and they literally like lined up in their guard of honor during the game like they dead ass lined up like hello um it was cute to see though and i really wish he would have gotten a proper send off because he's just he's a legend like truly a bgb legend and i just really wish the fans were there to get him you know proper sending off so hopefully whenever fans are back um uh, hopefully next season whenever they're back they you know can call him back and be like hey let's give you you know let's give you what you deserve because he really like 11 years man you really don't find that anymore so i just wish him all the best in his future and yeah hope he knows that he's been you know a great player always very appreciative of what he's done for the club and that we love him and we support him but he wasn't the only player or person that ended their Bundesliga career. The Bender twins, whom I didn't think they were that old. They're only 32, which isn't that old. But I guess, you know, football years, that's old. Um, or, you know, you're getting a little bit aged. So they retired as well. They both played for Bayer Leverkusen and didn't renew their contracts with the club. One of the twins scored in the game. I think Flaw Finn. Sven started in the match and then later on I think like the 80th minute um like really late into the game he was subbed off for Lars Emmertron 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 during that time gave away a penalty like he always does and then Lars ended up taking that penalty and scored and not gonna lie at first I was like 
why is Berkey just standing there? You know, he's not even doing anything. But then I remembered, oh, you know, we're trying to give him a cute moment. So that was cute to see the only goal that I will allow to be conceded. And then the last um, person to get sent off was Manuel Graf. He's the Bundesliga referee. He retired after 17 years of refing, which honestly, he was young. I think he was only like 40-something, 41, which I know like, yeah, that sounds old. Like as a ref, plus he looked young. So I don't know, you know, that's his life. He wants to retire. That's him. Um, He got a cute little send off as well. He even swapped jerseys with Holland, which was so funny. And just a lot happened during that game. It honestly felt like a fever dream. Like I, As I was watching the game, it just didn't feel real at all. But either way, I wish every single one of them the best for their future endeavors. And I'm just glad that Dortmund got their CL spot. And we move. We move from here. Next season will be a lot better, you know. Next season, Borussia Dortmund is winning the Bundesliga point blank period. You know, we're speaking it into existence. BVB will win the Bundesliga next season point blank period and let's move on from that so who's next oh my gosh Chelsea another team that put me through a lot of things so I don't even want to I don't know where to start if I'm being honest um let's talk about the FA Cup final against Leicester City I really thought Chelsea had this in their bag you know but unfortunately that was not the case um, Tuchel gave us a not cute lineup, made subs at the wrong time. He just overall fumbled the bag. Like, matter of fact, let me find this lineup for y'all because it just wasn't giving what he thought it was supposed to have gave. You know what I'm saying? So let me find this thing. I'm going to have to scroll all the way down. Let me find it. Man. I have a lot of scrolling to do. I should have looked this up prior to this. My apologies. They post so much. Oh, Mason Mount. Um, Mason Mount was chosen by the fans, I believe, to be uh, Chelsea's Men's Player of the Year. Honestly, he's so cute. His smile. His smile. It's his smile. His smile really just makes it for me. But anyways, what are we looking for? The lineup. Sorry, I got um off track. <laughs> How embarrassing. Okay, 5,000 years later. So the final lineup looked like this. Kepa in goal, Azpilicueta, uh, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, James, Conte, Jorginho, Alonso, Ziyech, Werner, and Mount. Now, theoretically, this looks cute. Looks cute, but not for, UC- not UCFL, not for an, an FA Cup final or just any final at all. I would have really liked to see Chilwell, you know, on the sides. Also, Zuma in the back. I prefer him um, to Rudiger, but, you know, that's just me. Did someone just come in the house? One moment. Hold on. Okay, my bad. I thought someone had came into the house, but it was probably just my dog walking around. Anyways, um, yeah, I prefer Zuma over Rudiger, but I will say Rudiger has been a lot better, especially since Tuchel came in. I just had a glitch. Especially since Tuchel came in, so I'll give him that. Um, I would have liked to seen Hudson Adoy on the side as well. I don't, I haven't seen him play in a while, to be honest. And then Pulley wasn't starting, so yeah, this is just was not really the lineup that I would have liked to see for a final. Hopefully for the UCL, Tuchel doesn't pull this mess because he might as well just forfeit the game. Um. 
the biggest thing that caused, you know, some drum drum is that Tammy Abraham wasn't even on the bench. And his girlfriend has some words to say about this. Um, let me find this article. I think I found this yesterday. Here it is. Okay. So she posted on her Instagram story. I think she like deleted it maybe like five minutes later, but you know, the streets be screenshotting. So she said, if this page would load, how on earth do you make the decision to leave your top goal scorer out of the squad for a final? The same person who even scored the goals to actually qualify for this competition. It's not making any sense to me whatsoever. Not even the bench. This has to be a joke. So she's right and she should say it. Um, she's also really pretty. Looking at these pictures, she's also really, really pretty. I want to be her bestie. I also want to be besties with Belle Silva, Thiago Silva's wife. Like, can you just imagine the tea we would spill? Oh my goodness, I love that. Just gotta, you know, date one of the players so that can happen. But anyways, I don't understand what's going on with Tammy. Like, not saying it like that, but I don't get why he hasn't been playing. Um, I haven't seen the man play in months. And it's raising a lot of eyebrows. Especially since, like she said, he is, like, the top goal scorer or something like that. And I'm, I'm just not understanding what's going on with Tuchel. That's one of the things I don't like about him, if I'm being honest. You never really know what's going on in his mind because it could be like, oh, you know, um, fully scored. You know, you would expect him to start in the next game. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. And so that's just frustrating from him. I don't, oops, hold on. Drop something. So I just don't know. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Plus, the new kiss that they have also ruined the final. That's just my opinion, though, because they're so, you know, the retro concept is cute, but it's giving very much headache. Like, maybe if I saw it in person, I might have a different opinion on it. But right now, it's just a big fat no. Like, one side of it looks cute, but then it gets, like, to the other side. And it's just not. It's just not giving what, you know, Nike thought it was going to give. And, um, yeah, but going back to the FA Cup final, um... Or, you know necessary real things um i don't remember who scored for leicester city nor do i really care but i will say the goal was kind of cute you know we gotta give credit where it's due the goal was quite cute and then ben chilwell who's a former legislator city player who got booed every single time he touched the ball scored a goal but var ruled it offside even though it very much wasn't so yeah luck was just not on their side at all i also think during the game Werner scored a couple but they were offside did I even get to watch this game? I didn't get to watch this because um, I think it happened the same day as my little cousin's birthday. And um, yeah, I just couldn't be in and out watching a game. Yeah, it was just not going to happen. So unfortunately, I didn't get to watch this game, which I'm really glad I didn't because, you know, I would have been really upset. So um, that game ended 1-0 to Leicester. Chelsea did get their revenge a couple days after that by beating them. Probably like 2-0. I don't remember the scoreline. Something like that. Um, then everything went downhill again yesterday. Or no, Sunday. Um, they played against 11th place Aston Villa. And this game was just absolute garbage and very, very rough to see. And like, this was such an important game for the boys. Like, this game determined whether or not they would be playing in the Champions League next season. And they literally did not try at all. The reason why this club is playing in this Champions League next season is because of Tottenham Hotspur. Like, they beat Leicester City 5-2 or something like that. On Sunday, Harry Kane 
and um gareth bell scored some goals to save the day and it was just so wow like out of all the teams to save chelsea it would be them like chelsea's down bad they truly are down bad in the end though they're in fourth place yay you know they secured that cl spot that matters like that's all that matters but i'm not really liking the performance they were getting towards the end like the last game of the season and y'all play like this when you have a champions league final literally the following weekend so i wasn't really liking that but hopefully during um during these next couple days you know they level up and show us something better in the um ucl final because by the looks of it right now honeys it's not looking good it's not looking good for them at all so speaking of ucl come on transitions um quick shout out to fcb Femini for winning their first women's ucl title their final was on may 16th against chelsea's fc chelsea fc's woman oh my goodness um this game was interesting pre-game was interesting because a lot of the people were like chelsea's winning this you know chelsea this chelsea that but the game ended 4-0 to FCB Femini. So that was quite interesting to see. Um, own goal was scored by Melanie Loopholes in the like 35th second. Penalty was scored by Alexia Poteas in the 14th minute. And then two regular goals by, forgive me ladies, um, Aitana Bonmati in the 20th minute. And Caroline Graham Hansen in the 36th minute. So as you can see, all the damage was done in the first half. And overall, this was genuinely a fun game to watch um i'm familiar with both teams i follow fcb femini um even though like i don't get to watch their regular game seasons um i do need to get into that though i'm kind of like i'm really bad when it comes to looking up women's like women's games and like where to watch them i will admit that like that's my fault um i do like watch their highlights here and there like i follow them on instagram so i'm i'm in tune to like what's going on but i don't know like how they play or I haven't seen like a match in a while um and then with um Chelsea I support the men so I also support the women but this was my first time watching them play so um I wasn't though phased by this performance because I know that the Chelsea's women's team they're like an amazing team and they've won their league like two years in a row so like they're amazing I didn't let this final like give me any like bad what what is it bad impressions on them like no like i knew they were an amazing team they just luck wasn't on their side that day um and yeah i think that's it for that congrats to the women again they're very cute they truly dominated the game and i'm just so happy for them and i'm very surprised that this was their first ever ucl um title so good for them Fiamo. all right what's next um europa league I don't have anything to say about this, but the final is between Villarreal and Manchester United. Honestly, I don't really care, to be honest. I might give it a watch because um, it's tomorrow. The final is tomorrow, May 26th. Hopefully, I'll upload this before then, and we'll just see who wins. Um, Yeah, I don't care who wins. Champions League is between Manchester City and Chelsea. It'll be this Saturday, May 29th. And I'm really glad it didn't fall on my birthday, which is the day before, because I would simply pass away. Um, the stress that Chelsea would put me through, I just, I wouldn't deserve that, and I couldn't be able to handle that. I do hope, though, they give me a late birthday gift, you know what I'm saying? But with the way they've been playing recently, I, d I don't know, because, like, the game against, 
the FA Cup final was garbage, and then they got their revenge back, and I was like, okay, maybe things are looking up, but then they played like that against Aston Villa on Sunday, and I was like, you know, it's not giving, you know, so they're making me very nervous, it's not looking good for them, but again, hopefully, then, you know, during the week, they get their act together so they can hopefully win this thing. Okay, is that all? That is not all. I'm going to talk about some standings now for a couple of leagues. Just briefly, I'm going to talk about like um, who's in the Champions League, Europa, who's going to relegate, you know, all that cute stuff. So let me pull up these standings real quick and I will be en route. Okay, I'm just going to start with La Liga since it's right here. Atletico Madrid won the league, I think, since like. 2013-14 they won the league so good for them um real madrid in second third barcelona and fourth sevilla so those four are going to champions league and then real sociedad and real betis fifth and sixth place they are in the europa league group stage relegated teams are huesca valladolid and um a bar so that is that for la liga league uh their winner was lil good for them i was really happy for them like yeah psg you know i follow psg like from a distance like i claim them but i don't really watch them that much probably because i don't really have access to watch them but um i really wanted lil to win this because um i don't like whenever clubs dominate a league you know, like how Bayern Munich is dominating Bundesliga and they win the league every single year. It's just not interesting anymore. So it was the same thing with Liga, how um, PSG wins the league every year, every season. So this was interesting. This was a nice plot twist. Plus, Tim Weah, U.S. Men's National Team guy, he won the league. So that's what we like to see. So I'm happy for him. But PSG did end up being second place. They're literally right behind them, 82 points. Um, Monaco, I believe they are in the year. Okay, Liga does things differently. So, Lille and PSG are in the Champions League group stage. Monaco, if my thing will scroll up, Monaco are in the Champions League qualifiers. And then Lyon and Marseille are in the Europa League group stage. Nantes are in the... Uh, relegation playoffs and then Nimes and Dijon are in like they're relegated so that's a bit that's a bit weird but you know it'd be like that so congrats again to Lil and Tim Weah and I think his name is Jonathan David the Canadian other CONCACAF guy good for them okay let's talk about Serie A Inter Milan won that thing and they won it by like a lot they ended the season with 91 points wow um, AC Milan, second place, third Atalanta, and then fourth place Juventus. So those four are moving on to, or those four are in the Champions League group stage. Napoli and Lazio are in the Europa League group stage. And Juventus, let's go back to them. Juventus barely, barely made it in that fourth place spot. Barely. I don't know if they won their last game or if some other team helped them, but literally they barely made it to that spot. So they were really going through it this season. I will give them that. Um, bottom three relegated teams are Benevento, Crotone, and Parma. 
literally all of those sound like they should be on the menu but okay and that's how siri are ended this season prim man city won the thing we been knew this uh, man united behind them third place liverpool which is very shopping not shopping very shocking because they were like in seventh place at one point you know jurgen klopp is a very mad man but they're in third fourth place chelsea so those four are champions league qualifiers not qualifiers champions league group stage and then europa league group stage we have leicester city and west ham and then tottenham is in seventh arsenal eighth Oh, I'm not going through this entire thing. Um, bottom three, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. So those three teams are being relegated. And Anthony Robinson plays for Fulham. And um, despite um, Fulham like being awful this season, I think Anthony Robinson was named like one of the top defenders. I don't know if this was just by some footy person on Twitter or this was like an actual like what is it credentialed person? I don't know what I'm trying to say. But like there he was. Um, he was rated as like one of the top defenders in the Premier League this season. So good for him. You know, we want the best for the U.S. players. You know, their teams, on the other hand, I don't know. I can't defend them. But the players, we love to see that for them. So that's how the Prem ended this season. And last but not least, we have Bundesliga. We already know who won. Second place is RB Leipzig. They fumbled their bag they truly fumbled their bag and then third place Dortmund fourth place Wolfsburg those four teams are going to be in the Champions League next season and then Eintracht Frankfurt and Leverkusen will be in the Europa League relegated teams are Werder Ved, 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 Bremen and Schalke and then relegation playoffs is Köln. I think they're going to play against Holstein Kiel yes so Köln are going to play against um, Holstein Kiel on May 26th and May 29th for relegation playoffs. And we'll see which one of them will stay in the Bundesliga. Well, we're going to see if Cone stays or if Holstein comes up. So we'll have to see. What shocked me the most is that Bremen got relegated. I really wasn't expecting that. At some point in the season, they were in 13th place. I thought they were going to stay like that. But I guess not. I'm really, really shocked at that. Um, And obviously we have... Josh Sargent over there so I don't know what his future is going to look like I it's kind of 50-50 with me I would like for him to stay you know but I would also like for him to leave but like if he's I don't know things like this is kind of weird because obviously you want the best for the players from like your national team and stuff like that but like I guess the thing is like people don't want to see their favorite players play in like a second division team but like it has just has to be like that sometimes because it's not just a player like the player has teammates and coaches and everything so um i'm i kind of can see him saying though i don't really think he'd leave i also don't know i know he's rumored with a lot of teams but i'd much rather him get playing time than okay I'd rather him get playing time at a team in the second division than him go to some other team in the first division and then ride the bench. We don't want that around here. So um, hopefully, you know, he stays and helps the team, you know, get back up to the Bundesliga. So we'll have to see. And the same with Schalke and Matthew Hoppe. I just hope he um, continues to play well for them. You know, that's all that matters to me is that he plays well, gets some goals, you know, continues to do his little Bundesliga rookie things. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they do that in the second Bundesliga. And he just, you know, does what he needs to do. That's all that matters to me. So that is it for the tables. 
and then from here on out it's just going to be random stuff so i'm going to talk about harry kane for a bit some euro stuff and american players and then we will be finished so hopefully i haven't been boring you too much or i haven't been doing a bit too much you know what i'm saying so let's get it on okay oops i made okay okay so harry kane wants to leave tottenham he is officially over not winning trophies and he's saying goodbye to the spurs where is he going next don't know because apparently he wants to stay in the prem which i don't know what team he'd go to i feel like because we've seen him at tottenham for so long there's kind of an attachment with him so seeing him playing for a different team in the prem would kind of be like you know but um he'd probably have to go to like a city or united i would not want him at chelsea because no thanks but i honestly i don't think he should stay in england i think he should like branch out and play somewhere else um i watched the cooligans and alexis is always talking about how he should go to psg and reunite with pochettino which honestly that doesn't sound like a bad idea and like speaking of pochettino or pochettino you know i'm talking about people are saying that like oh he has Neymar and Mbappe on his team but couldn't get the first place. Look, he literally got this job mid-season. PSG were literally probably like fourth or third place. Like, they weren't doing too hot this season. So, I don't want to hear it. Like, it's literally his first season in um, League uh, Let's cut the man some slack. Like, he at least got them to second place. And they were Champions League. He could have gone a bit farther. But what was it? They played against Bayern Munich, and that just didn't end up going well. No, they did not play against Bayern Munich. They played against City, and obviously that wasn't going to go in their favor. So, yeah, let's cut the man some slack, okay? Let's cut the man some slack. Anyways, um, it would be a good idea for Harry Kane to go to PSG. I wouldn't want to hear what he sounds like speaking French, but honestly, he might not even learn it because Neymar's been there for like two, three years now, and I have yet to hear him say a simple sentence in french but we'll just have to see where he goes because if he wants to win trophies tottenham is not the place for that. like he genuinely needs to leave and i'm not even trying to be rude towards tottenham but like they're just not a trophy winning team like they fumbled the bag at the last minute and it's not like it's the player's fault or anything because there's an actual stat let me find it let me find it now that i'm bringing it up there is factual evidence that the players that leave tottenham win trophies elsewhere let me find it it's in my screenshot somewhere here it is okay so espn posted this um last wednesday 28 players have left tottenham to win a total of 117 trophies since the club last won in 2008 so you mean to tell me it's been an entire decade and some change since tottenham have won a trophy and then that that's not even at 28 anymore. I think it's like at 29 now because Kieran Trippier, he used to play for Tottenham and now he just won the league with Atletico Madrid. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe they just have some bad juju in the club. They might need to do like an exorcism or christening or something. I don't know because this team literally does not win trophies at all. And you hate to say it because like the players they have are talented. They have some young men for crying out loud. And I really, really, really would like for Sonny to leave. But I think he's attached to the club. Like, he's genuinely very attached to the club. I don't think he would leave. Um, I think he's 
he probably wants to retire at Tottenham, which is fine, but he needs to win a trophy. Like, he's winning trophies with South Korea. Well, I don't know how many trophies, but, like, he's, he's won trophies with them recently in the past, like, couple years. But with Tottenham, I don't know. Like, they get to the final. I don't know what final it was for. Um, then they play, They were against Manchester City. Was it a Carabao Cup? Some small final thing. Fumbled the bag last minute. They let one of the City players score a goal last minute. Like, no, I don't know. There's just something going on with them. So, they ain't got nothing to do with me, though, because they don't even have Mourinho anymore. And honestly, I feel like they shouldn't have sacked Mourinho. I think they sacked him because of the Super League thing. And I guess, um, surprisingly, I thought Mourinho, Mourinho, Mourinho would have been for this. But apparently he wasn't, and so he didn't like that, and he didn't want the players to train. Um, and then they sacked him. But now he's like at AS Rome or some Serie A team, so good for him, I guess. But I genuinely don't think Tottenham should have sacked him. I know, yes, the team hasn't been doing that well. And so um, they probably would have sacked him anyway. But that's like, I don't like that about football nowadays. I mean, okay, it just depends. It depends on the team. It depends on the player. I mean, not the player, the manager. I feel like managers should be given a chance. Um, Let me not say that. Hold on. Let me gather my thoughts. Because with Frank Lampard, he was given chance after chance after chance, but he was still sacked. And even though I wasn't the biggest fan of him, I was still very, very shocked that he was sacked. But the thing is, he also didn't have experience. He went from managing Derby County, Derby Derby, whatever, and then going to Chelsea. Yeah, no, that was just too big of a jump. If he had a little bit more experience, like, like he he went up the he went up the food chain, I think he would have been a lot better with Chelsea. But with Mourinho, you know, he's managed Real Madrid, Chelsea, Man United. Um, I think he's managed some team in Serie uh, maybe one of the Milan's. I don't know, nor do I remember. But like, I think they should have at least given him a chance. I think the overall thing, though, was the Super League thing and that the fact that he wasn't about it. And so they were like, oh, well, we're just going to have to drop you. So I don't know who their new manager is, nor do I care. But I just, I don't know, man. They're just not a trophy-winning club. And it's, and it's very upsetting. See, I still haven't even finished watching that now or nothing, all or nothing, whatever. I need to finish that so I can talk about it. Anyways, is that all I have for this? Um, That is all. So let's talk about the Euros. I'm going to go through like some squad list. I'm not like going to go through every little thing, but I'm going to see which team so far have brought out their squad list. I know um England came out with theirs today. So let me look at this one. I see Spain and Germany. And then let me find England's real quick. Um, I guess I can look for France's. And with France, the only really big thing is um Karim Benzema. He's back in the he's back in the squad since like twenty fifteen, like all that blackmail stuff that happened. I guess that's all been settled down, so he's back. So, you know, we're gonna see him stunt on everybody in the Euros this summer. So good for him. Okay, Spain and Germany announced their Euro squads a couple days ago. Well, not a couple days ago, like two days ago. I think the biggest thing is um, Luis Enrique. He did not include any Real Madrid player, Real Madrid players, into his squad. That's the first time in history 
not even one player a lot of people were shocked that Sergio Ramos wasn't called up I think though he has been dealing with injury so I think that's why but still like not a single Real Madrid player was called up a lot of people were saying Nacho I don't really like Nacho I mean it's the whole Champions League like the game they had against Chelsea he was just like having beef with every single he was just such an aggressive player I don't know but like even Nacho not even Nacho was called up so I was like man Luis Enrique is really that person um he's very petty but that's just whatever but um what's his name Emmerich 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 Topori wait hold on okay I just said his name all wrong Emmerich whatever his name Laporte's from Manchester City I didn't know that he was also French because whenever 433 announced that he was called up for the squad for Spain he was wearing French national team like France national team um gear so i guess he had that dual national thing but now he's like officially stuck with with spain i think because he accepted this call up so you know it'd be like that but a lot of these names look kind of like they're just kind of familiar um i haven't really been paying attention well i think like a couple years ago when i started getting back into liking football i was really into the national teams um and like I was familiar with like you know Fernando Torres, um, Iniesta. Who else? Now all of a sudden I can't remember anybody. Oh, Iker Casillas. You know those were the type of players that I was familiar with seeing. Um, now I'm just kind of like, eh. Let me see. A lot of city boys. Well, not a lot. We have two city boys as defenders. Cesar Aspilicueta has been called up. I think it's been like two years since the last time he's been called up. And then we have Marcos Lorente. From Atleti and then Busquets, Pedri, um, Thiago from Liverpool, all all that cute stuff. Um, so yeah. Yeah, good luck to them. And then for Germany, they have so many midfielders, but only two forwards, and those two forwards are Timo Werner and Kevin Volland. So I hope Kevin knows how to do his stuff because Timo loved the boy, but my he don't be finishing. He don't be finishing. Well, he's finishing now. He's finishing now, but he's offside. So in the past, you know, he couldn't finish anything, but now he's scoring his goals, but they're offside. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another thing. You hate to see it, truly. But goalkeepers, I'm very surprised that Mark andre Tristegen was not called up. I don't think he's injured because I'm pretty sure he played in the last couple of Liga games. So I don't know what's going on with that, but, you know, they always be doing him dirty anyway. Um, midfielders, we have a lot of players from Bayern Munich. Um, and then we have Kai Havertz, hmm, Leroy Sané, mm-hmm, Chan, cute, um, the baby from Bayern Munich, Jamal Musiala, Musiala, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, and, um, yeah, just a lot going on, oh, um, Matt Hummels was called up, surprisingly, not saying he's, like, a bad goal, not goalkeeper, he's not saying he's a bad, um, defender, but, you know, he is getting a bit older, so you know what I'm saying, but um yeah that's really it for those two and then we're gonna talk about England for a bit and I think that's it um I'm there's most likely a lot more um Euro squads but I don't want this to be too long so let's go through England and see what we got so this is their provisional 33 man squad for Euro 2020. Jordan Pickford, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnstone, Aaron Ramsdale. I'm assuming those are goalkeepers why do you need f- whatever um kyle walker 
Karen Trippier. I'm not gonna go through all these. Um, we have Trent Alexander Arnold, which I'm. I think this one like talks where like he he deserves to be in the lineup or be called up for England, but like he hasn't been getting the recognition from Southgate. So, you know, good for him that he got this little call up. Um, Reese James. Who else? Ben Chilwell. Um, Declan Rice. Jude Bellingham. My son, love him. Mason Mount, Jesse Lingard, which I think Lingard, it's been a while since he's been called up. Well, since he got to West Ham, I think he's been getting called up again, which is really good because he has been killing it at West Ham. Um, and then forwards, we have Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, Per, um, Jack Grealish, who, you know, Jack Grealish, he's quite odd. I think it's the his facial structure is very strong. And then his haircut on top of that is giving very much Karen. It's giving very much, can I speak to your manager? Or like, you know, I'm a citizen of this country. And in the Constitution, I have my f- my freedom of rights or whatever. And so I don't need to wear a mask. It's giving much that. I He should really do something about that. But a lot of people are like, he's cute. Mm, not really. Not really loved. He's not really that cute. But anyways, we have Saka from Arsenal. Rashford Greenwood. Man United boys, Harrington Kane, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's quite handsome, I will say that, and he's been killing it for um Everton, and then Ollie Watkins, whoever he is. So good for them. Um, overall with the Euros, I'm not supporting this team. Um, I'm just gonna watch for the fun of it because honestly, in almost all of these teams, like for Germany, I have some players that I support from there, and then England the same. So I'm not really gonna support a like one singular team i'm just gonna watch for fun um i think it'll be really interesting to see how the euros play out this year especially like they were gonna happen last year but you know covid ruined everything so we get them this year what it'll be fun it's happening from like june wait let's look it up the euros are happening from uh, july 11th i mean june 11th to july 11th so that'll be very fun to see very fun we love to see that Okay, now let's talk about the U.S. Women's National Team and some players so that we can end this thing and get it over with. So let me pull up my um, my page, U.S. MNT only, and see what we've got here. So who is this? I don't know who this is, but Jacob Montes signed a... Uh, one year deal with Crystal Palace. Good for him. He played college soccer for Georgetown University and captained them to their first NCAA national championship in the 2019-2020 season. So good for him. Hope he plays well. And then this is going to be off topic, but there's a song that's been like, I started listening to it yesterday and it's called Body by um Russ Millens and Tion Wayne. It's like, it's, it's the Brit- the British stuff. Jack Harlow was um was on this remix. There's like two remixes. One of the remixes has this guy Artie and all these other people, and then this other remix, which I think just just dropped like yesterday, has Jack Harlow, who I literally have seen him everywhere. I don't really care to listen to his music, but I guess he's a rapper. He's a white boy, um, which you know white boys can rap, but you know I'm just no. Um, he says in this verse, rap game Pulisic wait what is it rap game Christian Pulisic when I hit the UK I'm pulling chicks like I see the vision but it's just not for me 
and I think now I'm trying like I think now thinking about it he's trying to say that he's the Christian Pulisic of the rap game you know what I'm saying and whatever all I know is um they're besties I guess Jack Harlow and Christian they're besties they're fans of each other I guess that's all that matters but I was just kind of like um okay you know but anyways um the U.S. men's national team roster for the Nations League has been released I'm gonna go through that goalkeepers Ethan Horvath David Ochoa and Zach Steffen defenders John Brooks Reggie Cannon Serginio Dest Mark McKenzie Matt Miazga Tim Ream Anthony Robinson DeAndre Yedlin who it's been a while since we've seen him play with the national team very excited to see him back midfielders Kellen Acosta Tyler Adams Kellen Kellen Acosta Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Jackson Ewell. And then forwards, Brendan Aronson, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, Jordan Sebechu, and Tim Weah. Now, they have some finals coming up. Um, not finals, some friendlies coming up. Uh, May 30th, there is a friendly against Switzerland, which I think the lineup is a bit different. Not the lineup, the squad is a bit different for that because Matthew Hoppy is in that um, squad, but he's not in this Nations League squad, so... It's fine to be like that. Very excited to see him play, though. So, yeah, I think that's it with that. A lot of you are asking where Dale DK is. I think he might be getting called up. I don't know. This Greg was saying something. I don't remember. But anyways, um, again, Tim Waya won league uh, with Lil. Weston McKinney and Juventus get to fourth place, barely, and they secure their UCL spot. Zach Steffen is a Premier League winner with Manchester City. Um, Julian Green helped his team get to the Bundesliga, so I cannot pronounce his team's name, but they earned an automatic promotion to the Bundesliga with a goal, a game-winning goal to be exact, um, from Julian Green. And they won against Dusseldorf. So we'll be seeing them in the Bundesliga next season. Jesse Marsh um, played his last game. Well, not played. He managed his last game for RB Salzburg recently. He's now going to be RB Leipzig's new manager, which is quite exciting. Um, I kind of had a vision about this. It would be very nice. Obviously, with the RB, the Red Bull thing, you know, the team's going to stick together. But Julian Nagelsmann, I think that's his name. He was the manager for Leipzig. And I guess he was asked a question about like whether or not he would like to manage Bayern. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to. And Leipzig was like, oh, so that's how you feel. So they, you know, dropped him. And now he's going to be Bayern's manager next season. Um, Hansi Flick, Bayern's current man. Well, he's not the manager anymore. I think he was going to be done with the season anyway. He wasn't going to manage after the season anyway. And then he's going to be managing the German national team after Lowe does this thing with it. This is a lot going on. But overall, Jesse March um did some good things great things for um rb salzburg so hopefully he can do that for leipzig as long as they don't you know kill dortmund um when they're playing against them but you know it's gonna be good to see that link up with you know him and tyler adams and Caden clark whenever he i guess when he turns 18 he'll finally get to go um be with rb leipzig so good for him i'm speaking kind of fast my apologies um Josh Sargent again um, got relegated with, what are they called? With Bremen. Um, we'll see how everything works out for him. If he's going to stay, if he leaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
not seeing anything else. I don't want to talk about two random stuff i don't want to talk about like a bunch of random stuff oh i do want to talk about this so i've never talked about this guy on my podcast um nick tattigley announced his retirement from professional soccer so he i'm familiar with him because he's good friends with uh christian and weston and i've um and i've always been like really excited to see him play like i've always been waiting for him to get called up from the nat or by the national team he plays for Schalke or he played for Schalke in their academy and all that stuff but injuries just kept ruining all that for him and so injuries literally led him to retiring he's not even that old he's literally the same age as Christian or like around the same age as Christian and Weston it's just so upsetting to see but um I think he will be working with the team I don't know if he's going to help the coaching staff or something most likely but I just wish him all the best because that just truly sucks and i've heard nothing like all these comments and stuff that i've seen have literally said that he's such an amazing player he was an amazing player and just i hate that injuries literally like ruined this for him so again i wish the best for him in his um future endeavors and i think that's really it i'm not trying to go through too much stuff because it's already getting long so was there something else i want to talk about no actually i can talk about this in another um episode um so yeah that is it that's all i have for today so sorry that that was a lot i know um i kind of went through things unorganizedly and i've also um was kind of going a little fast so my apologies for that but we had a lot to talk about and i really wanted to get an episode out today because i missed this so yeah thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, You can follow Football Drama on social media. The links will be in the description. And yeah, don't really have any updates or anything. I will be here. Like, I'm not going to be taking another break. Like, I'm back. I will be taking summer classes, though, in June. But I'm not even taking that many classes. So I'll I'll be focused. Like, I'll be fine to record. I'm not even going to have that much to talk about anyway. Probably just Euros and other random things that happen around footy. But yeah, so look forward to that. So yeah, I think that's it. Um, I'm going to leave some links in the link tree or the description about some things that are happening around the world. I don't feel too educated to talk about them. So I'm just going to let Twitter and TikTok and the, you know, card websites do the speaking for me because I genuinely, it's a lot, it's a lot to comprehend um so yeah i'm gonna put some of that stuff in the description so you guys can read up on that and i think that's it for realsies and for truesies so um champions league final this saturday and also europa league final tomorrow or today whenever you're listening to this and yeah i will see you guys next week